my thing is when it comes to victory, we don't even need the court at this point. We needed the court to get to this mm. point. Now we need to hit it at the states, but we also need to hit it at Congress, right? So I'm not letting Congress up the hook. They need to write a law that says we believe the right to life from the Declaration of Independence, uh, quoting parts of the 14th Amendment and stating, look, here's the consequences, just like you would see at the state level, for violating the right to life. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original uncloseted conservative. Guys, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. Glad you discovered the show. If you are back, if you're a returning uh, listener, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We've got an awesome show for you. Uh, and thanks for being a part of this uncloseted conservative army that we're building. Uh, guys, we are going to take the country back. We're taking it back through peaceful means. We're using these electoral processes that we have. Uh, but for you big government tyrants out there, we are ready to defend against tyranny anytime, any day, any tyrant. Guys, today's show is presented by Birch Gold Group. You know that I love Birch Gold. Uh, Birch, they're the best in the biz for protecting the value of your hard-earned savings. All you got to do to get a free information kit, that's free, F-R-E-E, free, zero cost. I'm talking free 99, folks. Zero obligation information kit to help you figure out investing in precious metals. All you got to do is text Mobley to 989898. That's Mobley to 989898. Mobley is spelled M-O-B-L-E-Y. Text Mobley to 989898 today. Guys, it is still Independence Day week. We are celebrating 4th of July all week long because that's just how we roll here. Guys, big, big, big savings uh, for Independence Week uh, here with MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Mobley. You can save up to 66%. Uh, that's MyPillow.com. Promo code Mobley, or you can go to mypillow.com slash Mobley. The savings will be applied before you even hit the cart. Uh, huge thank you to MyPillow for being a sponsor of the show. Guys, you know Mike Lindell has been making tremendous, tremendous strides on, on your behalf. Uh, so this is something that you can do to support Mike, support MyPillow. Uh, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. They've got hundreds of products that aren't pillows, okay? I'm, I'm wearing their slippers right now. Uh, they've got sweatshirts. You know, one of my softest sweatshirts that I own is my pillow uh, sweatshirt sheets, uh, pillowcases, travel pillows that I'll be using because I'm traveling to Virginia Beach right after the show tomorrow. Uh, guys, hope to see you there in Virginia Beach with Clay Clark, with General Flynn, with Mike Lindell himself at the free, uh, Reawaken Free. No, Reawaken America Tour, not Reawaken Freedom. Uh, maybe we need a tour for that as well. Guys, big show. 
big, big show for you today. We've got Stephen Mosley, uh, Project 21. We've got Stephen Mobley, who's with the Project 21 uh, National Policy Research Center Initiative. It's the Black Leadership Network. Uh, He is also a college educator, a Christian, and a conservative American, certainly uh, no stranger to those things myself. myself. We've also got Annie Parcher, the chairwoman of the Illinois Freedom Alliance. She's going to be talking about the importance of precinct strategy. If you don't know about precinct strategy, you haven't been listening to the show enough, uh, so shame on you. Uh, But it's the best way to take back the country. It's the best way to straighten out uh, these nonsense elections and to get uh, rhino Republicans out of office. Guys, all that more, and it all starts right now. There is no longer a federal constitutional right to an abortion. The Supreme Court has essentially reshaped American life. It's going to be legal chaos. Where abortion is legal in about half the states, illegal in half the states. Even though America was braced for the decision, it was nonetheless momentous. 50 years worth of women's rights in America overturned in an instant as the Supreme Court, whose very purpose is to protect civil liberties, took away the constitutional right to abortion. All right. So you guys know that that is the nonsense line that we're hearing. Uh, We're talking with today's guest about that very thing. What is life like in that post Roe v. Wade world? Stephen Mosley, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Awesome. Of course. Uh, So, you know, lots of things being thrown out there in in this post Roe v. Wade, we knew this was happening. Okay, there was there was the unprecedented leak. So many people say so many things are unprecedented. An actual leak of a draft of a United States Supreme Court decision is truly unprecedented. Uh, so we had that, and now we've got uh, you know this post Roe v. Wade world. The Dobbs decision had overturned Roe v. Wade, and one of the craziest things that we're seeing are the most ridiculous attacks against Clarence Thomas. Um, are, are, what are your thoughts about this? What are your thoughts about the decision and about the nonsense we're hearing about Justice Thomas? This is a left being the left. I mean, I'll tell you this. They are desperate. They are desperate. One of my, putting the Clarence Thomas thing aside for just a moment. First off, as a black conservative, this is what we're used to from the tolerant left. The first thing that comes out of their mouth when they don't get their way is racist rhetoric, whether it's uh, white uh, Karens doing this or even African-Americans who are kind of like the the guard to make sure that no one leaves the plantation. But also, if you leave, your black card is, quote, unquote, revoked. So this is just this is the left being the left. I I agree. agree. I think think my black card card has been taken away a good long time time ago. ago. Let's see if I can. Get rid of that Doesn't sound like Here, I'll just mute and unmute you. But um, yeah, absolutely. So being all of the bad things except for white. So being a straight Christian married male uh, is, is just about the worst thing that you can be uh, in these United States. Now, here's the thing. It is a lie that abortion is outlawed, banned, whatever else you've heard 
on, you know, nonsense lying liberal media outlets. That's why people are leaving those platforms. That's why legacy media is on the way out. Uh, and media like this, media like Blaze, like Daily Wire, like Prager Use Operation uh, are gaining hundreds of thousands of listeners, if not millions of listeners every week, every month, every year. Um, so what's the way forward? What what does the post-Roe America look like uh, for the right to life movement? Is it over? Um, is it just beginning? What, what do you see as the way forward for us? Well, we're just really beginning. Um, I think the this is one of the first victories I've seen where the right has won something and the left has no clue what to do. Because there's many ways we can do this. I am a right to life advocate. Uh, so a lot of people say you're pro-life, like absolutely I'm pro-life, but I'm even more than pro-life. I'm right to life. And so right now the right really has all the power. We're going to win this fall as long as the rhinos don't ruin it for us. Um, but we have to determine what type of party we want to be, what type of conservatives we want to be. Do we want to be the right to life party that says, look, the left is trying to enshrine Roe into uh, federal law. Are we going to be the people who say, listen, we're going to make the right to life bill. So federally, are we going to do a, a constitutional amendment? Are we going to do a right to life bill to say, hey, federally, we respect the right to life at all 50 states that the declaration says that we have these God ordained rights being the right to life? Or are we going to fight it at the state level and go for a right to life bill in every state? Either all three strategies I'm for, um, but we're winning. And so we need to play like we're winning. And that's, I'll say, Joe, that is my one concern. I'm looking around and I'm in Northern Virginia. I think we were talking before the program that you're in Northern Virginia. And I'll be honest with you, some of the Northern Virginia Republicans are awesome. And I think you're going to win uh, blue seats back. But there's some Northern Virginia Republicans who are not awesome, who are not right to life warriors. I'm not even, I'm wondering even if they're pro-life warriors. You know, they say they're personally pro-life. But I'm like, uh, are you going to fight on this issue? Because the left's coming to fight. But we have the stats on our side and we have Jesus on our side so we can actually win. Absolutely. One of the things, you know, you this decision is 213, 214 pages. Uh, one of the things in it, you you look at the, you know, there's the decision, there are the concurrences and then um, the dissents. But in Brett Kavanaugh's concurrence, you you look for signaling they're they're telling you they're they're giving you the the cheat codes as it were um for the cases that they are prepared to hear and the cases that they aren't prepared to hear don't think rise or, or don't think are good legal arguments it was kind of concerning to me to see that Brett Kavanaugh uh signaled very clearly that he is not willing to entertain a personhood argument when we're talking about right to life in the womb when we're talking about this 14th amendment 14th Amendment protections. Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree. I believe that life begins at inception. I believe that we're knit together in our mother's rooms, you know, uh, skillfully crafted in the secret place. And, you know, when when mom and dad, because that's the only way that it goes down, dad and dad can't produce this and mom and mom can't produce this or, or all of these other uh, nonsense things that we're expected to believe. Uh, but are, are you concerned when you see someone like Brett Kavanaugh a signal that he's not really willing to entertain a personhood argument when it comes to that pre-12-week abortion period? Absolutely. Um, but my thing is, when it comes to victory, we don't even need the court at this point. We needed the court to get to this mm -hmm. point. 
Now we need to hit it at the states, but we also need to hit it at Congress, right? So I'm not letting Congress off the hook. They need to write a law that says we believe the right to life from the Declaration of Independence, uh, quoting parts of the 14th Amendment and stating, look, here's the consequences, just like you would see at the state level, for violating the right to life. Because here's the thing. The left is, that's their goal. Their goal right now is to try to, as they have power, try to enshrine Roe as law in all 50 states. They want to do that. I have no problem with them attempting to do that. My problem is the right not willing to fight back and saying, hey, the law is actually on our side. Because here's the thing. If we do get to this part where they challenge a federal law that respects the right to life, yeah, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, his, his, his decision there is a little concerning. I still think we'll get the 5-4 we need. Um, because at the end of the day, what they want to see is the states make the call. Um, and I think that that if we can prove those two things, one, that the Declaration of Independence supports the right to life and the 14th Amendment, I think Brett Kavanaugh, he may reverse his decision or we may get a fight for the other way. Awesome. Uh, you you mentioned kind of the the writing on the wall there's something in the air with these politicians right now with you know we're seeing a normalizing um or or we're seeing a return to normalcy rather of like firebrand conservatives i'm, I'm talking your margie taylor greens lauren bobart so the, these people that aren't uh, they're not necessarily as crude or whatever you know adjective we could use to describe a donald trump but they are firm constitutionalists. They believe in individual liberty, small government, or limited government rather, you know, limited in scope, the, the amount of things they can do. Uh, and I think there is something in the water, you know, uh, the 4th of July was just the other day and my family, we got to march in the, the Leesburg Independence Day Parade. We marched with Suzanne Fox, who's running for a uh, Leesburg town mayor out here in Loudoun County. Um, now, obviously Mayor Burke is, you know, she's the incumbent, she's a Democrat, she's quote, beloved in the community. But I got to tell you, man, and, and we spoke about this after the parade, there was a tremendous amount of support for Suzanne Fox, who is, you know, an openly religious, openly uh, staunch conservative gal. Uh, and you can, I've, I've marched in dozens, if not hundreds of parades. I was a military musician. I came up doing marching band and all that jazz, you know, my undergrads in music. And you can see you know, when when you're in the parade, when you're not on the side, you can hear what acts are popular because there's a swell. The crowd cheers go up and down. It, it's kind of like this living, breathing thing. And I got to tell you, as Suzanne Fox went through this parade, it was nonstop applause, clapping, whistling, hooting, hollering, all that kind of thing. Uh, I, I'm hoping to see Leesburg's mayorship flip. I'm hoping to see the town council flip. Um, but on a bigger picture, we're looking to November, um, you know, Dominion voting machines aside, uh, water pipes bursting, but not really aside, uh, mail-in voting aside, do you think that we're really going to see a red wave? Um, or do you think that this is more of a social media phenomenon? Well, we're definitely going to win the House. I think that's without question. Mm. And when we talk about the Senate, we really got to talk about 60 votes because 60 votes is what it means to really win the Senate. Um, we'll see. We'll see if we can do that. You know, when we talk about a red wave, I really think it, it's kind of what you said earlier. It's going to be certain people at certain places having that conservative wave because people are, are frustrated with Joe Biden. That's why he won't be campaigning anywhere. 
except for really, really, really blue places. And even in some of those really blue places, like we saw in our election last year, he tried coming out for Mandate Terry and uh, who wanted to jab everybody, even the illegals, which was interesting. He was least consistent on that. And he couldn't beat one uh, first-time candidate, Glenn Youngkin, right? Mm -hmm. So I think um, Joe Biden's brand and Kamala Harris's brand is dead. It's terrible. Nobody wants to be associated with it. And um, if you have conservatives run a great campaign, like you said, people who are people of faith, I think that's going to be a key one. People who are of the people who are really understanding what populism is right now. People don't want to be jabbed. They don't want to be mandated with masks. They don't want to be forced for the LGBT uh, drag queen story hour. They don't want any of that. And if the left is pushing any of that stuff and the right has a backbone, what we call a spine, to stand against it, they're going to win. They're going to win, hands down. And one thing I am concerned about, I will say, is Pennsylvania. Um, I don't think Oz can do it. I think Kathy Barnett was the candidate there, and it was obvious that she was the uh, odds-on favorite. I think, unfortunately, conservative media came after her, which was which was unbelievable. Um, and I think there's we do Pennsylvania away. I'm I'm hoping we can win Georgia, um, but there's states like that that's like, yeah, we probably should have easily won, but we may not win. Um, but there's other states around the country that we're going to win hands down because conservatives have this thing called a backbone. And America's like, thank you. We need it. Oh, oh yeah. And then inflation. Mm. Everyone's uh, f- favorite topic. I I, I agree. Uh, Pennsylvania was ours to lose. Um, you know, people are talking about Texas being purple or, you know, in, in danger of turning blue. And in previous years, that's been a real true danger. But uh, I, I think Texas is going to come out to be firmly red. Uh, this go around, I, I think a lot of the, you know, mayor corruption county nonsense is going to be snuffed out as well. I think Arizona uh, is going to make a positive move in the right direction. I, I'm hoping to see Georgia swing uh, as well. Um, and it, it, I, I hate that. It's that mainstream media narrative that these are these are battleground states. You know, some of the, these states aren't, you know, firm blue. They're they're purple. They're they're they they really truly are battleground states, but the mainstream media says it's a foregone conclusion that these are blue states. That's not true, folks. That's what we call lies. They're trying to dissuade you from coming out to vote. Uh, they're trying to make you feel as though it's the JV guy going out um, to play against Peyton Manning or something like that. That is that is not the case. Nothing could be further uh, from the truth. Uh, I want to play this uh, clip of Horace Cooper on um, Laura Ingram's show, uh, just to kind of leave off where we began um, and just kind of hear your thoughts about everything that's being said about Clarence Thomas. So so here's a a quick clip of them. And their worldview, so he didn't count as a human being. And boy, all these years later, uh, what he said uh, completely is uh, still obviously true. You know, that's the very reason why Project 21 was created. We wanted to make sure that Americans understood that black Americans have conservative views, moderate views, liberal views. There's not a one-size-fits-all, that we come from all walks of life, and that someone amazing and, and as talented as Clarence Thomas is, in fact, authentically black. So that that's the whole kit in the caboodle. You you said it. You you alluded to it uh, earlier in the in the interview. Um, 
if we don't hold the views, if we don't vote the right way, as Joe Biden said, then then we ain't black. Uh, what hope do you see for waking up, frankly, the black community? You know, I, I'm sure this is something that you do. I try and take advantage of my blackness to speak frankly and, and um, you know, authentically in the black community to try and get them off of this Democrat plantation. Uh, so how, how is it going for you? Do you see that we can pick up ground in, in the black community and in other minority communities to get them? It, it really is a plantation, guys. It, it really, truly is a psychological plantation. Uh, but what are, what are your thoughts about that? Well, school choice is one of my big things, and school choice mm. has been a, a goldmine of bringing people uh, to conservatism. Uh, we're seeing that a lot in the Hispanic community right now um, because basically, and this is interesting thing about me and your counties, some of the richest counties in the country, they needed school choice last year because their schools were closed. And that's what brought a lot of people over to Glenn Youngkin in the last election. So when it comes to African-Americans, yes, I do see African-Americans coming to conservatism. Um, but I don't think it's going to be this big wave, you know, like I do think we're going to have a red wave, but we're not going to have a black red wave this fall because it takes time. Because here's the thing, if you've been brainwashed your whole life to think that the Republican Party is racist and evil, et cetera, et cetera, you're never going to vote for a racist. Even if you're, even if the person who's your Democrat elected official, you don't really like, you're like, well, I'm not going to vote for the racist. I might stay home. I'm not voting for the racist. So we have to really do a good job of changing that narrative and calling it out when it when we hear it and it's fake news. So every time I every chance I get, I'm telling people, hey, this candidate's this. Here's why I like them. I look for good Christian candidates. And if we don't have them and we have candidates who are not Christians who are pushing good conservative values, I point out this is how this helps us, especially with the vaccine mandate. This was a big one that won many. Black conservative uh, blacks over to conservatism, especially those who are unvaccinated. They did not like that their party, who claimed to love them so much, forced them to get jabbed or lose their job. When you start focusing on that, and because that became my big thing last year, um, out of nowhere, they stopped being so loyal to that party and started to open up and say, well, maybe the Republicans aren't that bad, because at least they're not trying to fire me or jab me to death. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. All right. Well, uh, Stephen, let people know uh, just any projects that you're up to, uh, where they can follow you and uh, support you and your work. Absolutely. Well, uh, Project 21, a member there. Uh, you can follow me out on the Twitter machine at Stephen D. Mosley. And uh, we'd love to connect with you there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Stephen, thanks so much for coming on the show. I look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Uh, guys, we're going to be taking a quick break. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking with Annie Partridge, the chairwoman of the Illinois Freedom Alliance. We're going to be learning about uh, uh, learning about voter fraud. I think anyone that was around for 2020 knows about voter fraud. We're going to be learning about precinct strategy, rather, uh, and what we can do to get this country back on track. All that and more uh, when we come back from this Quick break. Thank you. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. 
And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God puts into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you. person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-985-1610. That's 800-985-1610. Do you have an old car sitting around your house? Maybe you're even paying insurance on it. 
Well, if you don't need that car anymore, donate it, running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. They will even come and pick it up for free and give you a receipt for a tax donation. Breast cancer screening could save the life of someone you love. And right now, they need your help. They want to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And that's what your old car helps to pay for. So get your phone out and call right now to donate your car to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. Remember, they will come pick it up for free and give you a tax donation receipt. Call right now at 800-245-0823. 800-245-0823. That's 800-245-0823. 800-245-0823. Hi. 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 Nice to see you. You don't have a mask on anymore. What's going we're outside. On? Give wow. a minute to Well, chat. we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Oh. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so, because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank do you. you. Guys, that Carrie Lake is never going to get old. One of my absolute favorite clips. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. If you're just tuning in, you missed our interview with Stephen Mosley. You can go back on podcast. And while you're there on podcast, and I love all you podcast listeners, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the show. Make sure you're subscribed. Big tech platforms, guys, you know it. They don't like this type of contact. They don't like like when we take you off of the Democrat plantation, when we take you off of big government, you know, a government that can provide everything you need can take it all away. And they don't like it when we point this out to you. Uh, so make sure that you follow everywhere you can. I am still on YouTube. You know, I'm putting up limited clips of the show uh, to kind of make sure that the channel doesn't get taken down. I was in YouTube jail just, what, a week ago or so. Um, that's why I love you radio listeners. I love you podcast listeners. But if you are a podcast listener, you've got to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast um, or that you're subscribed on Rumble, YouTube, somewhere. Make sure that you like, make sure you share this content with someone. Uh, I'm going to keep showing uh, that CNN uh, you know, fail clip with Harry Lake because it's important. We, we, this, this lay down and die conservatism is over. Okay. Establishmentarianism, uh, uniparty, one world government, otherwise known as rhinos, their reign is over. Okay. People like Stephen Mosley, people like our next guest, Miss Annie Parcher, we are taking over the party. We're not starting a new party. Okay. This guy, this guy back here, they started the party for us. They started this movement. It's called the United States of America. And we're not surrendering it. We're not giving up an inch, uh, let alone the miles and miles that they've tried to take. Uh, but you're seeing this. I said it at the top. I'll say it again. You're seeing firebrand conservatism take over. We're no longer, you know, playing nice, being polite. We are calling a spade a spade. And like Carrie Lake said, no one likes what you're doing, CNN, because it's propaganda. Okay. We are calling these things out. That's why, you know, that's why we needed a president like Donald Trump. Really, truly, we needed exactly Donald Trump. We needed him to do what he did, which was call out this nonsense at every Avenue. Now we've got some warriors left in the arena. We've got Steve Ducey giving old Karine Jean Pierre a hard time in the White House press room. 
Uh, and thank goodness uh, for him. Otherwise, you know, they just we'd just be learning about you know Biden's favorite ice cream flavor. Uh, you know, did he need to get a new helmet after he fell off the bicycle? Uh, are they going to make him wear a helmet as just a part of his normal attire? Uh, but it's time to get back into the content, guys. If you don't know about precinct strategy, it's something that you need to know about. It's something that you've got to be involved in. Uh, now, our next guest, Miss Annie Parchard, the chairwoman of the Illinois Freedom Alliance. She's involved. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The man in the arena these days is almost always a woman. And we've got one of those courageous guest uh, for you right here. Hi, Miss Partridge. How are you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there. It's been a tough week. <laughs> oh yeah, a tough week of uh, kicking liberal butt or yeah, yes, kicking liberal. Yep, and doing a little celebrating because in our county um, we had enough elected precinct committeemen that uh, that we are changing the GOP leadership. Mm-hmm completely changing it. We're no more rhinos in our county. Absolutely. So, um, and I I have to ask, because we're just a few days um, out from Independence Day, but um, what your your operation and none of your people were impacted by the shooting in Illinois. Are you near there? Maybe just our hearts are broken, but that we're kind of used to Chicago. That's pretty minor compared to what happens in Chicago every weekend. Every week, yeah. isn't that? It's a shame to say it wasn't. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing, but it happens every weekend. And you actually bring up a really good point because it's amazing to see uh, the governor. It's amazing to hear from these different, you know, townships mayors talking about not really gun violence, but talking about the shooting um, that happened, but not, t- I, I believe I saw something, I think last week, I think 4th of July weekend, Chicago shootings were something like 60 people shot, seven or eight killed. Um, yeah. But no, yes. no mention of that. Mm-hmm. I know that it's just, it's, it's um, our governor's way of trying to put more gun restrictions on us. They're going to call out the tension on, um, on the, the events that they might be even very well be behind creating. I mean, with the the way that the laws are in and with the strict gun laws in Chicago and the high correlation of of shootings and turmoil there, it, there seems to be a call to say that, hey, it's not working. You know, maybe if people were armed, they would these other people couldn't get away with this. You know, we you know, we don't have our tinfoil hats on, people. You know that I come from the intelligence community. This is open source data. This is an empirical fact. The United States government is the premier arms trafficker in the world. Uh, I'm not just talking about Obama and the fast and furious failure that he's never been held accountable for, and the Democrats will never uh, admit fault. Um, we, <laughs> we're we, we're going to get to precinct strategy, guys, but this is this is something that we can't ignore. Um, the, the United States government is massively involved uh, in counterproliferation operations trying to tamper down transnational crime organizations and the cartels and these different gangs. Um, but one of the ways that we are involved in that is participating uh, in the arms trade. And a lot of people, they're, they're, unfortunately, their first awareness of this was Hollywood. It was the movie Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. Um, well, the thing about it is it's based on the true story 
And really, truly, a lot of times when we're dealing with the government, Hollywood will even water it down because if you knew what truly goes on in, in these clandestine operations, you wouldn't believe it. It's so unbelievable that Hollywood doesn't even accurately portray it. Uh, so absolutely, it's, it's not a stretch to say that many of these um, mass casualty events are furthered, are perpetuated by the United States government. A massive, massive... This shooter had his last selfie picture. He had an FBI hat on. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah. there's no doubt that the FBI had a, uh, a big day in undercover uh, white nationalist operations, you know, all, all 12 meetings that they probably found throughout the United States, over 330 million Americans and all 12. But, you know, we, we could go on and on about that. I wanted to talk to you. Uh, like I said, you are one of these people in the arena getting it done, not surrendering a single inch, okay? Chaz Chop would not have gone down on your watch because you would have been there <laughs> smacking people upside the head. Um, so tell us about uh, Alliance, uh, Alliance. Tell us about the Illinois Freedom Alliance and, and the strategy that can help us win elections and take back uh, county by county of the United States. Sure. Well, last summer I was floating in my pool and listening to Steve Bannon on the radio a lot and I'm or, you know, on a podcast and he kept saying, you need to be a precinct committee man. You need to get out and be involved. Local action equals national uh, impact. And so I'm like, okay, well, I could be a precinct committee man. So I've got my friends and we went down to the GOP and we thought, well, we'll volunteer to help down here. And they they really weren't interested in getting more precinct committeemen. And, and part of what I had learned about that is that the GOP manages to keep the leadership um, small by not promoting precinct committeemen, not helping them get appointed. It took me eight months to get appointed as a precinct committeeman. And when I did finally get appointed, he didn't appoint me in my precinct where there were 212 weighted votes. He appointed me in a precinct across town with 25 votes because he knows I had the power of my voice was people were listening to me. And we, we ended up with, we ended up getting 41, uh, or I'm sorry, 39 precinct committeemen um, elected in this pre, this primary. And we now are the GOP because the, those that got the most votes are the Illinois Freedom Alliance Patriots that we worked around the GOP. We took their, we took, um, their bylaws and rules and we stood up to do what they weren't doing. And um, as we were doing this, we started listening to other grassroots groups across the state who had the same situations, the same learning curve as we did. Nobody wanted them to be part of the GOP and they weren't sure quite what to do. So we started um, networking with the leaders of the grassroots groups and we um, we've worked with them to get precinct committeemen elected and just to be able to work together to come up with um, strategies to, uh, we, we just to work on election integrity. So we have different groups around the state that are working on cleaning voter rolls. We, had, we have a huge push to recruit poll watchers. And what we did was we um, got the license for a system called the Poll Watcher Emergency Response System. And what it does is it allows a poll watcher to enter their incident reports right at the polling place. 
and go back to work. Um, the GOP typically has a poll has a poll watcher notice an incident report. Then they're supposed to call the county clerk. Then they're supposed to call the candidate that credentialed them. Which how many candidates are going to be available on election day to take calls about? You know, somebody handed me a sharpie, or uh, and then we, they're also supposed to call the state's attorney. And this system, the poll watcher emergency response system. Um, puts it into the war room for that county. So we've set up war rooms across the state of Illinois where every incident that comes in for that county goes across the um, the regional war rooms um, leadership and they can they can contact the county clerk. They can contact all the people that need to be contacted while the poll watcher continues to watch the polls. They are not pulled away. They continue to watch the polls. And as they find another incident report, they can enter that and they can go and look and see what's happened with the last one they did. Um, and so then I, the Illinois Freedom Alliance, we have a war room and we can see everything happening in the state. So we can notice patterns and we have a we have a group of attorneys that are watching as well. And so we notice patterns going on across the state. And it teaches us, one thing it teaches us is where people need to be, where the, the teaching moments are. There, there's a, like uh, provisional ballots, provisional ballots. People got a lot of questions on that. People, election judges were, were misinformed about what to do about provisional balloting and that sort of thing. So now we can look at things across the state and go, okay, this is something that we need to, to um, file in five counties or 10 counties, but we'll be able to, to work together not hastily, but we're looking at them all together as a big picture. And we're saying that, okay, we need to do this for this whole block of them. And, um, and then we need to um, send out more emails and notifications out to people to teach them that the, you know, provisional ballots, this is what you do. This is how they work. This is what, you, when you need to have them. We had some counties that weren't even handed them out. They said they didn't need them wow. or they sent them down to the county clerk's office. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that we're trying, we're sorting out now on how to resolve it, but we'll be adding all the counties in Illinois to the system. And then we're um, we're working to get all the poll watchers loaded in. And it's really slick because you, you assign them right to their precinct where they're going to be. So you can see exactly where your holes are, exactly where your um, strengths are. And we even highlight the polling places that have a history of, um, of uh, uh, things that we can't quite figure out, abnormalities. <laughs> I can't think yeah. of the word. Anomalies. <laughs> anomalies. Yes, the anomalies. So those are highlighted, along with we check all the election judges and the the Republican. Uh, there's a there seems to be a pretty heavy um, mix of uh, of uh, so-called Republican election judges that are Democrats. So we highlight those as well. So people know, watch out, this guy's not really a Republican. He's voted Democrat for the last 20 years. And yet he signed up as a, somehow a county clerk decided to point him as a, as a election judge or as a Republican election judge. So I always like to remind people, this country is truly diverse. I'm not talking about this many white people, this many blacks. and a, No, in, in terms of political ideologies, this is truly uh, I, a very diverse nation, okay? You look at this map and you realize two things. You are not alone. You're not crazy. There aren't five times as many uh, liberals as there are 
conservatives. The problem is conservatives, we've been driven underground like we're the Taliban or, you know, people in the Matrix trilogy. We've got to start being bold and courageous. That's why I love Michelle Swinnick on her show. She's always saying that Joshua won. I say Joshua 1.9. She says Joshua 1.5.9. But the thing is, we've got to be bold and courageous to get this thing back on track. And that doesn't necessarily mean everyone moved to Florida. There are these little blue areas. I'm right here. I'm right here in Loudoun County, Virginia, territory-wise, landmass-wise, is mostly blue. We've got Virginia Beach down here, or mostly red. We've got Virginia Beach down here, which is, of course, blue. We've got Loudoun County right there, that little L um, toward the tip. Uh, And then, of course, there's the trash heap that is Arlington, uh, Fairfax County, Alexandria, all of that stuff. We need to be there fighting uh, for, we, we can't cede it. We can't just surrender, throw up our hands and, and move somewhere else. There will come a time where there is no choice uh, but total surrender or fighting. So we, we need to do what we can now. Okay, This harkens back to many of the great speeches of, of President Reagan. Um, you know, there, there are things that we refuse to give up. And the election is one of them. The election is absolutely, uh, and the the integrity of our votes is absolutely something that we refuse to give up. Uh, So uh, Annie mentioned, just briefly, uh, voting anomalies. Uh, Some of these we know are are just total nonsense. If you see total nonsense, okay, you're not, if you're not a precinct committee man, if you're not um, with, with the group, uh, like the Illinois Freedom Alliance, there is a way for you to report what you see, to take video, to take audio, to take uh, pictures. You can download the Votify Now app, okay? This this app's not new. It, it's been out. It's been in production. It's been used all over the country from coast to coast, border to border. Um, and and I, I, I was speaking with the creator, uh, John A.V., just last night, actually, um, and every day they are getting uh, intelligence. They are, they are getting reportable things. And like Annie said, it's not just one event, but when there are so many anomalies seen by different people from different places, that creates an intelligence product that can be delivered to law enforcement, to the criminal justice apparatus, to prosecutors, at least to investigate. Okay, So the app is Votify Now. You can go to votifynow.org. If you're listening, that's V-O-T-I-F-Y now.org. You can get it on Android. It's in the Google Play Store. You can get it uh, on Apple iPhone as well. Um, but so, Annie, you, you look at this map and the, these blue areas are so staunchly blue. We're talking plus 10, plus 12, plus 16 uh, districts. It's, is your initiative... Uh, a model that's successful in places like this, or this this idea of precinct strategy. Um, do you see it being effective in some of these more blue areas? I I I think so because in like I'm in Rock Island County, and uh, I think they call it purple now, but it, it's been more blue. But when you you if you go to our website again, um, if if you go to the county by county link at the top. Um, and you you scroll down to um, if you just pick one of those, that's good. And let me see here, make this bigger. I scroll on down a little bit, and um, that shows you all the precincts. And then here it shows you um, the Republican turnout 
in 2020 for the presidential election. Okay, and it shows like in Cedar First, 490 people came out and voted. Um, registered voters came out. Um, no, there's 40, 490 registered voters. We had 32 Republicans cast a vote and 58 Democrats post uh, uh, cast a vote. So the Democrats were ahead by 26, but you know, 26 people, that isn't that many. You know, that's not that many people. Mm. And I haven't got to update this to, um, to, you know, if you look at it, like just by just going down some, sometimes we're ahead, the Republicans were ahead by 22, 21, 20. But look at those are double digits. Those aren't hundreds of votes off. And if you get a precinct committeeman in each assigned to each of these, um, these uh, precincts, the numbers increase the numbers that turn out increases dramatically. And I haven't got to bump everything up, but uh, against the primary results yet. But I do know that from what I can see is that for the primary election, in the most in most cases, we got the same number of people to come out to vote in a in a primary as what came out in a general election. Now, a lot, you know, most people don't come out and vote in a primary. So I know yeah. we got a larger turnout in the primary because we had recent committeemen out there knocking on doors. We we filled hundreds and hundreds of bags of door hangers telling people who mm. to vote for and you know how to how to um how to how to get their voice heard but encouraging them the primaries are so important. Just it's it's so important when you're narrowing that field. And so I think that if you look at it down, this is why you have to look at it by the precinct level and not as by the whole county or by the whole state. Because there you can see exactly where you need to work. And it's mostly getting people out to vote. Yeah, this is really amazing. You know, I, I've knocked hundreds, if not thousands of doors. I've made the phone calls. I've done the phone banking. And here, you know, I love that this is spelled out on the website. And, you know, if you're a podcast radio listener, you've got to go and look at this. This is IllinoisFreedomAlliance.us. Um, and just click on the uh, county by county. But when you when you look at this and you see like oh wow, Democrats only led you know in this precinct by twenty six votes. This is something you are empowered as an American, mm -hmm. as someone that believes in individual liberty, as someone that believes in the Constitution. You are empowered to knock on twenty six doors and tell people. A lot of times it's voter awareness, voter outreach. Voters don't know eligible voters don't even know, especially about primaries, all the time this happens. They don't know the primary is occurring. They don't know when it is. They don't know if it's, uh, you know, simple, you know, party vote, if it's going to be ranked choice voting, how many people, and you could knock on someone's door, you could stop someone in a parking lot uh, at the grocery store and talk to them about, hey, did you know this Friday, this Saturday, there's a, uh, uh, there's a, a primary. And a lot of times these, these primaries are just for your party, okay? You, this is the 26 votes. This is really something that needs to be available um, in every state and every, in every. We, we, I tried doing it for, I, I was building this for different counties and I, it's kind of got by the white wayside, but usually on, on the page, it'll also list where the precinct committeemen are. And um, I think this one doesn't have it, but some of the other ones do, but you can definitely see a correlation between where the, where you have a precinct committeeman and where you don't, because you definitely have a higher turnout in voters where there's a precinct committeeman. And I'll tell you one thing: I did, I was oh gosh, I did not want to go knock on doors. I did not want to. 
I was like, I'm so busy with leading this group that I will give myself a, 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 an exit on that. I will say, I don't have to do that because I don't think I can do that. But when I did, I was amazed at how many people wanted to talk. I, they were so receptive. And in fact, you, we'd have to teach people to say, okay, now you can teach, you can tell people that you can come back again and talk or you'll call them later, but we got to keep moving because they will want to yeah. talk for half an hour, 45 minutes really easily. Yeah. I've experienced the same thing. And guys, people, you can make a difference. This is why Glenn Youngkin is the governor of Virginia. This is why Winston Sears is the lieutenant governor. Uh, and I, I'm excited to see the strategy really take effect in Illinois. You know, it, it it works, and the more ground we gain, the less the deniers, you know, and these these Rhino Republicans can say, "Hey, this doesn't work." Because you reach out to them, you reach out to GOP, you reach out to some of the authorities. They don't return your call, they don't answer the phone, they don't want to have right. anything to do with what you're doing. Yet you're the one changing hearts and minds and getting voters to the polls and and turning blue uh, precincts, precinct by precinct, red. Yeah, right. I think that I I think that um the the GOP is um getting new members now. And our our at first after this after this primary and our candidates didn't make it through, I was like, but we did we did get enough votes to take over the GOP. I, I told my partners here because this is this is a, a pack. We none of us get paid, and I, I told them, I go, okay, we met our goals. We we now will have control of the GOP in Rock Island County. Okay, so can we quit now? <laughs> like, can I go back to my pool? Can we just, you know, can we can I quit now? What do you guys think? And we're like, no, we need to make sure we get more precinct commitment, and we need need to make sure they're all poll watchers or election judges too. So we just stacked it on them. We're just stacked it on. We're just going to keep going in this poll watcher emergency response system. It's rolling out in more states. I just had a meeting with them, uh, the developers, and it's going to other states now. And um, it's that it's pretty it's pretty good. We just worked it out too. Now we can do affidavits right from the app, so the attorneys will be able to to take all the data that's in that the incident report contained, and all the comments that people had along the way. Because um, you know, and they they can do an affidavit, and we can start submitting them to legal action. So that was a that's a big step, and we just keep adding another piece to it. And I want to work on scheduling poll watchers. We I would like to have. And I think there is an app that will help us with that. I like the Votify, uh, what was that called that you just talked about? The Votify? Uh, Votify Now. Votify Now. And that's for the that's for the can that's for voters that were out there and saw things, right? That's for the voter to report data incidents. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I yeah, and I I I I wanted to make sure that's the same one because I've been telling people about that as well. So Oh yeah, it's it is awesome, uh, and it worked. Uh, guys, precinct strategy works. We've got we've got Noelle Roberts, a friend of the show. She was on just a couple of weeks ago um, saying she's excited to become a precinct committee woman in Arizona, uh, much needed, Merrick Corruption County. You guys know it, uh, this November. Uh, so Patriot Mom 007 will be out there. Make sure you give her uh, a follow. Um, so yeah, we're, we're coming Michelle's yeah. doing a great job of getting us all connected. I appreciate her introducing us. And it's, absolutely, it's a, it's a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's start, we're 
we're starting to have we're starting to be a big club and they aren't in it. <laughs> Instead of them having the big club and we're not in it, we're starting to have the big club and the rhinos aren't in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Noel was just asking if you were on Michelle's weekly calls. And and yes, uh, Annie Annie's invited to those calls. She's got the uh the email. So don't worry. If you're interested in that, send me an email. Um, and we can chat about it and see, uh, well, one, see if you are, in fact, an America First patriot. And if you can come to our cool kids, uh, conservative club only, uh, go ahead and send me an email to ask at thejomoblishow.com. That's ask at thejomoblishow.com. Uh, Annie, we are coming up to the end of the radio show. I've got one segment after. You're welcome to stick around uh, if you'd like to, but we are going to bid you radio listeners adieu. Uh, Annie, tell people where they can get in touch with you or how they can help out with the Illinois Freedom Alliance. Sure. Um, we're on our website, IllinoisFreedomAlliance.us. Um, there's a donate button. We are 100% funded by donations, and uh, we have a membership of $40 a year that really helps us keep a uh, steady flow of cash. And um, you can call us at 309 309- Three seven seven one seven seven six, and um, we're here nine nine to five Monday through Friday, and then mostly late after late hours after that too. So we're around. Awesome! Well, thanks so much for coming on to the show, uh, you radio listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. I've got one last segment after this short ad break, uh, and we will catch you on the other side. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-880-7167-800-
888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. Paid for by U.S. Med. We don't have 10 million or 80 million. We have hundreds of millions of Christians around this country and hundreds of Christians around the world. And I always tell people that, you know, freedom is something that we breathe. Freedom is something that we live. Freedom is something that we take for granted. In order to do the kinds of things that we do, in order to live the life that we live, and the liberties that we have, we are a nation built on individual liberties. Individual liberties, individual rights. That's what the Bill of Rights is about. There's a reason why there was 10 in the Bill of Rights. Just like the principles that are in the Bill of Rights, the Ten Commandments that we have are the principles of the foundation of the Bible. And the Bible provides us, the Bible provides us with the fulfillment, just like our Constitution provides us with the fulfillment of who we are as a nation, who we are as a people. It's we the people. It's us. We're the ones that run this country, not Washington, D.C. Guys, that's the Reawaken America tour. We've been talking about it here on the show for quite a bit. The Virginia Beach stop, we're nearly there, guys. I'm headed to Virginia Beach tomorrow, uh, right after the show. Um, And I'm driving down there. They've got the Gideon's 300 event, uh, which is for pastors only. That's tomorrow evening. Uh, But guys, the Reawaken America tour in Virginia Beach, July 8 and 9. It's an all-day event. I think it's like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, on uh, July 8 and 9. That's this Friday and Saturday. Uh, you you got to be there. Clay, Clay Clark's got an awesome presentation and an awesome uh, panel of speakers for us. Uh, you know, household names. Uh, General Flynn's going to be there. Um, Cash Patel, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump's going to be there. I'm not sure if Charlie Kirk is going to be at uh, this one. Uh, but guys, you can just go to the website. You can go to djmobileshow.com slash events, and it'll take you here where you can get your tickets. And the ticket price is truly, truly unbelievable. Clay has opened this up to be a name-your-own-price event, okay? that it It doesn't get any better than that. You're not going to find a better deal uh, somewhere, then name your own price to come and hear some of the best uh, warriors in the America First movement. Uh, Dr. Simone Gold is going to be there. And, you know, shortly after it, she's literally going to prison for two months um, but because of the insurrection, you know, January 6th insurrection, the worst insurrection in the history of the world, uh, it says. Um, 
Noel says Charlie Kirk will be in Arizona this Saturday. So uh, fairly certain that he's not going to be in Virginia Beach then uh, unless he's got a Joe Biden uh, style doppelganger uh, that they uh, put out there. Guys, just look, look, look at the earlobes. It's, it's amazing. Uh, but anyway, you know, these are just biological facts. You can only have attached or detached. You can't have both and, and they don't change over time. Uh, but anyway, I digress. We'll, we'll take off our tinfoil hats. Uh, Reawaken America tour, uh, Clay Clark, huge thanks to him. Uh, for putting this on and for allowing me to come. I will be there. I've got a media booth. You can stop by. You can be on the Joe Mobley show um, if you come down to Virginia Beach or you can just come and say, hey, hang out. You know, it's a work trip for me, so I'm going to be busting it. Uh, But I, you know, I'm definitely going to be engaging with you all uh, if you're able to make it. Um, So this this last segment, we're just going to, we're going to hop around uh, the internet for just a moment because you know, Twitter has been on fire lately. And of course, I'm on the other platforms. I'm on Truth. I I love Locals.com. You should join my community. Anyone listening to this, if you can hear my voice, you should join Locals. Whether you start a community, whether you join Dave Rubin's or or someone else's, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's community there is awesome. Uh, They've they've got 2,000 Mules was there, you know, ahead of release. Uh, But uh, I'm a member of that community as well. Uh, but you can join the Joe Mobley Show community. We do exclusive chats. We do Google Hangout or Google Hangouts. We do Zoom style Hangouts over there. Uh, we just do stuff that we can't do out here uh, where all the haters are on the internet. But I'm still on Twitter. You know, do I prefer Getter? Sure. Uh, but I'm still on Twitter, and, and Twitter's been on fire uh, basically since Elon Musk, you know, announced that he was purchasing it. Uh, but some some wisdom from the Twitterverse, guys. Everyone, everyone out there, we're constantly hearing stuff. Uh, this one's too young to make any difference. This one's too old to make any difference. Anyone, man, woman, or child, uh, who has the desire to make something happen in these United States can make it happen. You are in power. Doesn't matter how young. We're seeing uh, America first. Congressmen and women getting younger and younger. We are sending younger and younger people who apparently have a better grasp of the United States Constitution of federalism. AOC, federalism does not mean surrendering power to the federal government. It means the exact opposite of that. Federalism actually means that states are empowered to make decisions. Uh, So one could say that the Dobbs case decision, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, is actually a big federalism uh, when it's returning power that the federal government usurped via uh, the creation of a fictitious constitutional right by a previous Supreme Court is now being overturned and sending that power back to the states. That's federalism, okay? That, that's how this works. Your age doesn't matter. This uh, Scott Conger quote down here, leadership doesn't have a minimum age requirement. And you've seen this all over the internet, some of them with pictures. This one's just text. But guys, these are the founding fathers' ages on July 4th, 1776. We've got James Monroe, 18 years old. Aaron Burr, 20 years old. Alexander Hamilton, 21. James Madison, 25. Thomas Jefferson, 33. John Adams, 40. Paul Revere, 41. And the magnanimous one himself, General and President George Washington, 44 years old on July 4th, 1776. 
Uh, here's the deal. Lots of Virginians there are just, you know, just a little hat tip uh, shout out for Virginia. You don't have to be 50, 60, 70 years old. Uh, you, you don't have to have robust military or policy experience. You don't need to be a general. You don't need to be a former White House staffer. You need to be someone who's paying attention. You need to be someone who recognizes that you have a civic duty. You need to be someone who wants to leave the world a better place than you found it. And I'm not talking about this like pageant queen world peace type bullcrap. I'm talking about this is my country. This is my state. This is my city. This is my county. And I am empowered to make a difference here. I'm empowered to make it a safer place. I'm empowered to make it a, a more uh, prosperous place, a place where the next generation will have a better footing to achieve more than you could achieve and achieve more than previous generations achieved. Uh, so that's, that's something that needs to live in the heart and mind uh, of every American. Something else that needs to live in the heart and minds of Americans is we got to start a program to get rid of people that don't like America, okay? I am so tired of seeing Michael Moore on the internet uh, who says he can no longer continue to accept full citizenship privileges. You know what, Michael Moore? You don't have to accept any American privileges. You can move to any one of the crap hole countries where socialism abounds, where women actually don't have rights where LGBTQ, LMNOP, AI plus community, that's not a thing, where they throw people in jail, where there is no such thing as gay marriage, where abortion has always been restricted to 12 weeks, 14 weeks, weeks, 15 weeks. This is the EU uh, standard. Move to any one of these countries, dude. Like, we are tired of it. All of these celebrities that say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move to uh, this other place. I'm just seeing the Shia LaBeouf meme in my head. Just do it. We are tired of hearing about it. Just go. You've got the money. You made it here in America because of capitalism. You've got the money. Go. Live your life. You can go live your best life in the crap hole country of your choosing. And you won't do it because people from around the world, they surrender everything. They leave their lives and their livelihoods, their family. They leave everything behind for the hopes of coming to America because this is where you can make a better future for yourself. So you, my sir, Mr. Uh, Michael Moore, you are full of crap, dude. Everything you say is a lie or is just nonsense. And you are so firmly seated within uh, the walls of the Democrat plantation. They're, they're truly there truly is likely no hope for you. Um, uh, so speaking of hope, guys, people are waking up. More and more Americans are figuring it out. Um, they're, they're coming off of the plantation. They're, they're ready. They're willing to, to finally, you know, in, embrace American exceptionalism, embrace everything that's afforded to them uh, as an American. So, I'm stalling for just a moment. I'm hoping that this little, this stupid signal bar goes one more up because I'm going to play a video, um, but it doesn't look like it's going to behave for me. No, I don't want to show that one. Um, guys, this this went out over TikTok, went out over Twitter, over the, you know, the interwebs. Uh, it was a little bit hard for me to find it as a black person in America. I, I have trouble with the internet. I have to work very hard to use the internet. Um, but I, I figured it out. I pulled myself up by my iPhone bootstraps and figured out how to uh, watch this video. Um, but this, this guy, you can tell, 
Um, he's angry. He's frustrated. He's had it with just liberal lunacy. Um, he he wants there to be you know this restoration of law and order and justice and and the the constitution. Um, and he's he's ready for it. He he just he just wants a return to normalcy, uh, which is you know representative republicanism, where the constitution sets over. Uh, things and you know where the president administers justice instead of subverting justice. You know, I just saw uh, a little while ago before I started the show um, that the White House is suing. Uh, the administration is suing either Arizona or Pennsylvania for uh, they're suing Arizona for enforcing um, enforcing the law that that says that they need proof of citizenship. So. Just imagine the world that we're in where the president of the United States and his administration is suing a state for enforcing the law. The president is is supposed to be the arbiter of justice, the administer, the administrator of the law. Congress writes the laws, the president signs it, and through the power of their office and their those executive agencies and law enforcement all over the United States, the president is supposed to see to it that the law is enforced equally everywhere. And here we have that same president suing a state for enforcing the law, for saying, hey, if you want to vote here, you need to prove that you're a citizen. We're doing citizenship verification. We're having IDs. Uh, so someone who is truly just fed up with that type of nonsense uh, you know, spoke out at a school board meeting, and I... I freaking love it. I I'll be I will be borrowing from you, sir, when Loudoun County uh, school board meetings resume later this year. Uh, but here's what he's got to say. You know what? You're finished. You're, you can count on being sued. It's to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. Do not warn me. Now, this is, this is the thing that cracks me up. You can hear the school board president, maybe a superintendent, whatever, um, is saying, hey, I will warn you. You cannot say this to me. This is what he's saying. You can't talk to me like this. There are rules. There's order. There's decorum in these hollowed halls of a school board. Because let's be honest, guys. School boards are important because, you know, teachers and administrators are indoctrinating our children. Uh, but school board is the bottom rung of the political ladder, okay? A lot of people go into school boards because they have uh, higher office aspirations. They 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 want to you know uh, run for and win higher political office. Uh, by by a lot of metrics, that's actually not a good way to start out the career. You you want to go for board of supervisor, town council, something like that. Uh, but school board is really not a springboard of of, uh, of a brilliant political career. Uh, but he's saying, I will warn you. I'll warn you, and I I love this guy's response. Don't warn you. Don't have to warn me anything. Okay. The First Amendment says that I can say what I want to say. I can speak to you however I want to speak to you, especially because you are a government official and I am a constituent. I am a citizen. Uh, and he's going to get into that in just a second. This, moment, time. this is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This 
All right, pay attention to this. Turn, I know it's a podcast, guys, or maybe you're watching it. Turn on your listening ears for this United States versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open. And Does that sound like public discourse where you live? uninhibited, robust, wide open, because here, Loudoun County, we had some of the most restrictive, abominable practices, some of the most abhorrent school board practices, uh, you know, where they famously shut down a school board. They arrested the father of a, of a student who was raped in Loudoun County public schools that the administration lied about and tried to cover it up, and they moved the rapist to another school where he assaulted someone else. Uh, but we're we're told that hey, you know, you need to play nice when you're here. You can't call us names, and he called him President Benito Mussolini, uh, kind of, kind of the uh, the little brother of despots like Stalin and Lenin and and uh, Hitler, but certainly a, a bad guy. But this is this is it, guys. I'm going to back it up just a scope so you can hear it again. On the quote, Professor versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. My right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. We've got this. This guy is on fire, calling a spade a spade. What these regimes are trying to do is turn our democratically elected institutions into fascistic, despotic regimes, okay? We're, we're not going to allow that to happen. Obviously, this guy's got a pretty thick accent. It, it's a fair assumption that he's an immigrant, okay? Probably first generation, if not second generation at the most, okay? Someone who probably knows a little bit more about the way that the world really works about how exceptional the United States is and how starkly different our way of living, the American way of life is from the West of the rest of the world to include the Western civilized world. Okay. We don't have the queen on our money, like Canada, like Australia. We don't have blackface prime minister, Justin Trudeau, uh, telling us that they're taking away guns, that they're vaccinating this one, that one, and the other one, uh, that they're doing all these things. No, 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 no. That's what's at stake here. And that's what causes this guy to come out here and read this school board, the Riot Act. And I've this is one of the best readings of the Riot Act at a school board meeting that I've seen. Uh, let's let him finish out. Is it, It's appropriately called a rant, but hey, it's a constitutional rant. He's bringing the case law. He's bringing the First Amendment. He's calling spade a spade. He's calling them out as being, you know, fascist. What you're doing is fascism. You're trying, you are trying to press down on the people with the power of the government with threats, silencing us, silencing thought, silencing speech. Only a socialist, communist, fascist, whatever you want to call it, only that type of despot needs to silence thought. 
Okay, everyone else welcomes political discourse. They welcome political debate. Uh, but this school board, you heard the guy say, I will warn you. I will shut down your speech if you continue to, to call me names, if you continue to raise your voice, if you continue to say stuff that I don't like, then we are going to stop your voice from being heard. And I think this school board knew, oh, shoot, uh, this guy came prepared and this guy's got the lawsuit already typed up. And if we shut him down, that is it. This video is nail in the coffin. So let's listen to him finish out what he's got to say, and then we'll close out the show. School board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. <laughs> don't go looking around, Benito. Oh, my goodness, guys. Everyone needs to follow this guy. If you're on TikTok, man. Don't go licking around Benito Mussolini. Good night. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to to add to that. You know, I mean, if, if you're feeling what he's saying, like I'm, you should you should actually get this shirt. It's got Martin Luther King on it. It says Kling King. It's got Karl Marx down here at the bottom. It says clown. Uh, that's true. Of course, only available at thejoemobleyshow.com. You can go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash shop if you just want to see the merchandise pop up immediately. Uh, guys, whoo, that guy was nothing but the truth. Like, are you kidding me? Calling a spade a spade at every avenue. That's exactly what we need. We need to remind the government that we, the people, in the United States, I'm not talking about theologically here. I'm talking about uh, insofar as how the government works in the United States. We, the people, are the sovereign, okay? I don't want there to be any sound bites taken out. Joe Mobley is, is uh, you know, blaspheming and blah, 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 blah. No, God, Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. God, the Father, is the sovereign over the universe. That's an you know, an empirical fact, okay? that That's just the way it is. Sorry, you know, Michael Moore probably doesn't like that, but he can kick rocks and get over it. Uh, but here in the United States, for our system of government, we, the people, are the sovereign. The authority rests in us. The just powers of the government are given by consent of the governed, okay? So, oh, well, how, how does the legislature have the right and have the authority to make laws? How does the president have the authority um, to broker peace deals and treaties? How does the Supreme Court have the authority to uh, perform judicial review and to determine the constitutionality of laws and, and policies in the United States? It's because we said that they could. It's because we, the people, said that they could. The Declaration of Independence was the why. This is why we are breaking free. 
you know, celebrating this uh, Independence Week right here, this first week in July. This is why we're doing it. The United States Constitution is how we're doing it. We are setting up a triune government. We're setting up a triune government with three branches because we are a Judeo-Christian nation founded by Christian men who believed in the causes of freedom, who modeled the government after God's modeling of the universe, the Trinity, okay? That's an empirical fact. If you don't like it, too bad. You don't have to submit yourself to the authority of the United States government to this Christian nation's founding. You don't have to submit yourself to that. Canada, right up top. Mexico, right below. Bye. You can walk there. You can drive there. I will buy you a plane ticket. You can, you can get a boat ride across the pond. You can go to Asia. You can go to Europe. You can go to Africa, but let's be real. No one wants to go to Africa to include quote, African-Americans. Guys, we're black. We're not from Africa. Like, quit playing games with yourself. You don't know how many countries are in Africa where your, quote, people come from in Africa. Your people come from here. I'm from New York. I'm not from any of the nations in Africa. Man, we have got to get serious about taking the country back, guys. Uh, I, I've got to shut her down or otherwise I will uh, rant on forever. And it's, it's about to be 2.30 uh, here. But guys, that is all I got for you today on the Joe Mobley Show. Let me see uh, what show we've got prepared for you tomorrow. And then I will uh, call it a day here. Um, I think we have Mr. Beatles. Yeah, tomorrow we've got Robert Beatles on the show, guys. Uh, it's going to be an awesome show. We're going to be talking about all things... Uh, culture here in the United States. Um gonna be talking to another uh, black white supremacist tomorrow. So that'll that'll be fun. All of our black cards we've we've got a little bin. It's like you go to that party, they don't want people to drink, so you put your keys in the bowl. They don't want people to drink and drive. Uh for us, we go, you know, to the party and they make us put our black cards uh away because, you know, because we're conservative. Uh, but anyway, guys, it's the Joe Mobley show. Go to the website um and make sure that you're you can subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to YouTube. Uh, but really, if you're going to subscribe on YouTube, like if, just just don't. Just just go to Rumble, like where where the show actually uh, can be uncensored and live, and and guests can say whatever they want to say, and I can say whatever I want to say, and don't have to cherry pick clips and uh, blank out this and blot out that, and uh, have misinformation, disinformation banners all over the place. Just go to Rumble. Uh, it's rumble.com slash the Joe Mobley show. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you're a podcast listener and make sure that you rate and review uh, the show and share it with someone that you know will enjoy this content. Guys, that is all I got for you. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you are still waving American flags all week long, all month long, heck, all year long. Guys, that's all I got. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show. Mm-hmm.